Welcome to our premiere episode of A Deeper Planet, recorded live on the Wisdom app. It's available in the Apple App Store and also coming soon to the Google Play Store in March of 22. Wisdom app was recently named Apple's App of the Day and features a thriving mentorship community and great conversations that truly matter. In this episode, I will speak with founder and CEO of Wisdom, Dayo Akinrenade, about the Wisdom app that's creating deeper conversations in this world. Dio is breaking ground in the social audio space with this very impactful community of mentors, big thinkers, and knowledge seekers. This amazing platform has inspired the creation of my first podcast, A Deeper Planet. To learn more about the Wisdom app, visit www.wisdom.audio. Welcome, Dio. Thank you for being here. Hi, Daryl. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited. So the first question we have to ask is what is the wisdom app in your world's words and why did you call it wisdom okay great so in my words uh wisdom is an app and we were a social audio app and a social audio community and our mission is to democratize access to mentoring and we do that by using social audio to connect knowledge seekers to mentors you know, that, that, that's the official line. Um, and, you know, below that, I think what really makes the heart of wisdom, it is a welcoming, warm, safe community of, of mentors. Like, you know, I think that, that that is the heart of wisdom. So, you know, we have the layer of technology, but then we also have the people. And I think your second question was, uh, why wisdom? So I could tell you an interesting story there. So with wisdom of course being around mentoring and knowledge share and knowledge exchange the initial working name for wisdom was actually um mentorcast uh which i think it sounds better when you say it in an american accent so mentorcast hey thank you yeah <laughs> mentorcast okay you know what i like wisdom better actually <laughs> yeah, so it, oh, when we got the round of applause, that that was the original name, and then we we figured we wanted something uh, simpler. We wanted something that, from a global perspective, could be uh, easily kind of um you know understood everywhere and a bit more flexible. So that's why we're called Wisdom. And then I believe you had a another question in there, which was like why, right? And for me my founding mission uh behind wisdom and you know the problem i wanted to solve was that um okay so i believe like as individuals um <clears throat> we don't choose where we're born we don't choose maybe what family or what situation we are born into but i do think and many studies have shown that depending on where you are born we do not get equal access to opportunities and knowledge and resources. I think that's gonna depend on your family, socioeconomics, neighborhood, you know, e even your geography, right? Um, which I refer to as systemic inequity. And, you know, from even my personal experience of being, uh, I suppose you would call me first generation uh, British Nigerian, I absolutely at various stages uh, of maybe the latter parts of my education and definitely my career, there was just a lot of moments where there was 
where there were challenges and there was frustration and I needed mentorship. And it was difficult for me. I, first of all, I couldn't find mentorship. And in my case, I've always had a career in technology. And sometimes I needed to tap into advice specifically from women who were a bit more senior than me. Sometimes I needed advice specifically from a black woman who was more senior than me, because there were situations that I encountered that were directly attributable uh, to my ethnicity. And again, with this thing of being, you know, part of being a first generation is that you're the first. So I, there, there wasn't a, a set, um, especially being in technology, first of all, it was difficult to even find women, uh, you know, let alone um, women of color. And there were just, there were just various stages where I, I knew I needed mentoring. I knew I needed sponsorship. And then what I also found was that, um, like, it's like, not, it feels like sort of knowledge, right? Knowledge, mentoring, sponsorship. It, they, I believe it exists today within closed networks. If you can break into the network, right? And if you're accepted, Mm -hmm. it kind of opens up and, and you can get that access. And so a key part of what I want to do with wisdom, it's making mentoring and making knowledge accessible, but making it so accessible through this medium of audio. So it's like, it's removing the barriers. It's removing barriers from companies that will perhaps say things like, um, oh, you I'll give maybe an example of venture capital, you know, raising venture capital. A lot of venture capital firms don't take cold, uh, cold introductions. They say you need to come through the network. And I mm. would sit in, you know, I would sit in information sessions and they would say, if you don't have enough hustle to get connected to a member of our team to be introduced, then you don't have enough hustle to start a business. How are you ever going to start a business? The new business? gatekeeper right there. It used to be that, like that. the secretary, you'd have to get past the administrative assistant. And now you, you really have to get through the network. And, and that's kind of really cool that this, this uh, I think, offers that. This, this platform is really the reason why I've created this podcast. I've spent 30 years in broadcasting, kind of just following the, you know, liner cards, as we like to say, or just following the format of whatever radio station I worked for at the time. But when I got a chance to come on to Wisdom, it was an opportunity to just be me and just show up as, as myself. And so it was a really exciting situation, right, is that I, I really uh, got to transition from being a professional radio person to personality, if you will, uh, to being just a person that shows up and asks questions and uh, you know talks about things transparently, authentically, and everything like that. And one of the wonderful things that I've noticed, and I've said this on this app a few times, is that the conversations and the profiles is one thing. You know, the conversations that matter is all important. But the thing is the byproduct. I say, is the product here? In other words, um, what is the transcendence, the growth, the, you know, how people grow um, from these conversations is what's magic. And then also, that being said also, the networking has been fantastic. Like 
way beyond my dreams. Um, the, the contacts and things like that that you make here versus on a LinkedIn platform. So I just wanted to get your input on that. Oh my goodness, Darrell. I'm just capturing a testimonial from what you've just said. You said the networking has been fantastic, way beyond my dreams. And you said more than you would get on something like LinkedIn. Yes, uh, it's so true. I'm just, just, just saying here to anyone listening in, like yes. this is talk and this is community in real time. Thank you because, wow, I, we, we get the most amazing uh, testimonials for, for wisdom. And when I speak to other people about it in the wider context, I tell them, these aren't made up. I haven't asked people to say <laughs> I've got some more for you later. I've <laughs> saved them up for later in our talk here today. But I think you're going to be blown away with some, of, with some of your community and what they've said. So I'm going to save those for a minute coming up. Okay. That, that is, wow. Okay. That is absolutely amazing. I'm sorry. This amazing testimonial, you've distracted me from the question. <laughs> so, so I'm basically saying that the, the byproduct, the output of us being here and having these conversations is the, the invisible part of it, right? That shows up that the networking, the, the access uh, to the knowledge is one thing, but the transformation and the growth that's happening just by virtue of participating and being interactive in this, you know, it's an interactive live podcast that, you know, Joshua, here's a, here's a quote for you. I was speaking to Joshua Blattman. He says, I am the podcast now. That's a beautiful thing. He says, I am the podcast now. And that's a beautiful thing. That is like he's living inside an active podcast. And it's it's really cool. Uh, Julie Howlett said, my words come alive on wisdom. That's a beautiful thing. And these are the kinds of things I'm talking about that have sort of been this beautiful blessing that, you know, these ones and zeros, this app, a digital, you know, app has some sort of, you know, impact. And I, and I just want to, you know, thank you for, for what you've done. But I really think that the byproduct of this is, is transcending. Um, wow, Daryl, <laughs> amazing and, and overwhelming. And, and yes, I mean, and I think, you know, to your point, you know, you mentioned the networking and you mentioned LinkedIn. And, you know, LinkedIn for me was, was also a consideration. So there is a, a trend which I refer to and, and, and others may, so I'm, I'm not going to take credit for the origins of the, the trend of the unbundling of LinkedIn and saying that, you know, whilst LinkedIn is amazing, you know, within its own right, there are some apps and, you know, some applications out there that are unbundling LinkedIn, right? Mm -hmm. So in essence saying that, you know, LinkedIn is great, but say for example, we, we know that uh, LinkedIn is primarily created for you to connect with people who are already sort of close within your network. Mm -hmm not and, and in fact linkedin actively discourages you from if you try to reach out to somebody who is too far away from your network you know it discourages you right sometimes it it stops you or it, put, it puts a cap on it um something else that i found and i experienced this personally but also in my period of time so one of the many roles or jobs i did prior to founding wisdom i was on the founding team of a program called one tech if anyone's interested i think it's at we are one tech i think.com and one tech is london's and possibly the united kingdom's largest 
diversity in startups program. Uh, and it was connected with the mayor of London and a government backed fund. And the objective of the fund was to get more underrepresented founders to get investment from uh, from London to do startups. And by underrepresented, it was primarily, there was a lack of women. There was a lack of people who did not have a university degree. And there was a lack of ethnic minorities. So in essence, our hypothesis was, you shouldn't need to have a degree to start a business. Women want to start businesses. Ethnic minorities want to start businesses. And one of the key outcomes that we found from kind of looking at the as is and, and why has this evolved to be the case was a lack of mentorship. So to maybe follow through a particular example, if, if you're a founder maybe and you say, I want to build something and I want to build a B2B solution for the restaurant industry. What is very, very important at the beginning when you have your idea, before you write a line of code, before you spend any money on building something for the restaurant industry, you need to interview probably at least three, maybe more, uh, restaurant owners. Mm. So you can sit with them and validate the assumption of this is what I think a restaurant industry owner would want. And, and actually, in terms of the lean startup, they will tell you to interview as many restaurant industry owners until you start hearing the same thing consistently, right? Mm -hmm. And then that's when you've got to your answer. And so what we found was that, and I'll take through a case study of perhaps a, an ethnic minority Londoner who wanted to start a business. They would have the idea to build something for the restaurant industry, but they didn't have access within their networks to be able to connect to restaurant owners. So they would just go off and build something for the restaurant industry but they hadn't spoken to any restaurant owners. So when this entrepreneur now would eventually come to apply for investment and the business or the idea would be put under scrutiny and they weren't getting the investment and we were able to trace back to say, well, if they had just been able to network to speak to the right people at the onset, they could have built the right thing. Because a lot of us know how it goes sometimes. When you interview mm. a business owner, and especially if you start with like, what are the biggest problems in your business right now? What are the biggest challenges? And then you listen and then you're like, okay. And then they might be like, well, if you built something to solve this problem, I would sign up for a pilot today. Whereas they may have gone off and you know, built something else. And what we found with these underrepresented founders is they try to use LinkedIn for men mentorship. So they would maybe go on LinkedIn and inbox, uh, restaurant owners or they would find a big restaurant group right a conglomerate and then inbox somebody there on linkedin and of course linkedin isn't built for that and they wouldn't get responses so when we coming back to like the trend of unbundling linkedin you know it's saying that you know linkedin it's not built for mentoring it's not a great place to try and find a mentor a lot of high profile people on uh, LinkedIn have, um, and some of you know, even some people listening here might be able to relate. Their inboxes are really, really full 
of people they don't know and they don't get to answer them. Yeah, this is something even I've experienced. I have a lot of women in my DMs or sometimes in my Twitter DMs saying, I'm a woman, I'm interested in tech, but how do I, that that type of thing. So in essence, what we're saying with wisdom is let's create an audio community of experts, of people who, people who want to give back, people who in the first instance want to share their knowledge. And, and you know, and I think on, on wisdom, of course, you know, we, we have a mixture, right? We have, we have some people and, you know, and, and, and it's something I'm definitely very, very passionate about that whenever I speak to, you know, organizations, you have people, you know, they want to give back. And I'm like, well, you know, you have a day job. We're like, well, come on wisdom, come and share how I became a lawyer. Whenever I speak to anybody, and some of you may have noticed on, on wisdom and even in life, once they tell me what they do, I want to know how did you become that? Because yeah. oftentimes I find as people, when we hit the milestones and the things we want to do, sometimes we take it for granted because it came, I don't want to say easy, but it came relatively, the system worked, shall mm-hmm. we, shall we say. Whereas, for example, if I ever meet a lawyer today, especially in the UK, I want to know how did you become a lawyer? Because I studied with so many highly intelligent, and this is particularly from the UK, uh, black students who studied law, but because within the UK, it might be a little bit like maybe medical residency in the States, where the proportion of people who qualify versus how many places there are for you to train there's a massive disparity so not everyone's going to make it so a lot of people in my social circle they ended up working in financial compliance even though they wanted to be lawyers they absolutely had the ability but then when it came to getting a law firm to like accept them for a training contract they weren't getting preference because they didn't have uh those connections and and I know I've gone on a little bit of a, a garden path here, but I think <laughs> fine. this, you know, you know, to tie it back, it it comes back to saying, you know, what we're building here with wisdom, it's uh it's an audio community of knowledgeable people and helpful people. Some people are here because I'm a lawyer and you know it's I'm I'm doing quite well for myself. So my motivation for being here is really more like altruistic and, you know, giving back. And then of course, you know, we have the community of uh, wisdomers who themselves are maybe business owners or consultants or experts, you know, tarot card readers, therapists, um, nutrition and fitness uh, experts, you know, experts in um, uh, addiction. I'm just thinking of, you know, so many of our community members. Mm-hmm. And in their case, you know, I think they are here to connect, to network, to exchange ideas, but we also aspire to be somewhere where they can also monetize what they know, right? So that Mm. you can almost uh, build your sales pipeline, but leading with service. Um, You know, I believe what better way for a potential customer to understand the potential of what you have to offer than by listening to you give a live talk on wisdom and then allowing them to come into your guest seat for 15 minutes to pick your brain. They're picking your brain under a no pressure situation because right, that the timer is, is ticking. I'm not sure about all of you. Sometimes I feel a bit guilty. I avoid having initial consultations with experts because I feel like 
oh, are they going to expect me to get the service? I don't know if I want to, but mm -hmm. what we're really, we're really creating, you know, an environment here where people can kind of like tap into knowledge, you know, and get to know people and, you know, build up that, that trust. And then from there, you know, they would, uh, you know, then want to actually formally transact. And, and it's interesting because on wisdom, this is happening offline informally today um where you know i'm definitely aware of members of the wisdom community that they have connected and they've exchanged details offline and they've gone on to do business together and uh kind of like offer their their, their services and um and and you know and you know and this is if this is already happening like you know sort of anecdotally informally within the background um i'm just like imagine the potential once we actually uh, build tools for this. So what we're not having is what happens today? Okay, let's take it offline. Then you exchange DMs, then you, e you know, you, you email, you get back and forth and then the funnel gets leaky, right? You know, prospects <laughs> out. They so... tell each other, yeah, tell each other if you need somebody, contact this person. We're speaking with Wisdom CEO, Dio Akinrenade. Uh, we're talking about the app Wisdom. It's a, an app under her company, Social Audio Incorporated. Uh, I'm sure you've got big plans for possibly other projects as well. Um, I've seen some in the works in the Apple App Store, but we're not going to discuss that here. Right? Um, have you had any surprise outcomes or use cases uh, where you were actually pleasantly surprised that somebody decided to use Wisdom for that? That is a really good question. I am, I would say uh, a use case that I didn't anticipate was hmm, a birthday. I believe her name is Bianca. I cannot recall her last name, uh, but she's a wisdomer. Bianca, I think it might be Lowry, but that's me remembering off the top of my head. I'm going to look up. And uh, she celebrated She celebrated her birthday on Wisdom. That was a, a use case I, I hadn't imagined, but, you know, was pretty amazing, right? In terms of kind of just being special and wanting to share with the community. Uh, I think also... Deborah Barsha is in the audience, I think, and that talk with her mom that you posted on there, she's she's actually started to be, make the, her brand. She brought her mother on. She's 84 years old, I believe, and uh, she brought her mother on and she's been having conversations with mom on here. And it's just, like I said, a slice of life. It's just a beautiful, you know, sitting in the corner in the living room while she's talking to her mother on here. And it's just a beautiful thing. I didn't anticipate people would do things like that. That's cool. Totally. I, thank you, Dal. This is actually this is a, this is a useful list for me to capture. I think um, people coming on wisdom with their families, uh, people br bringing on. I know there was a father. I can't recall his name. I know. I remember because he homeschools his child, and he was explaining to me about this sort of free range education. He's he's had his kid on some on wisdom a couple of times, and then he kind of you know he's sitting with his son, and then they have conversations with other wisdomers, obviously with his you know his father there. So. It's all very, 
like responsible, but just giving an just giving an insight into the way his um you know the just like you know I think the way his son thinks, uh, married couples on wisdom as well. That wasn't something I had uh, anticipate, and I'm I'm gonna have to look up the the name. There's I mean, we, we, you know, we have a couple of couples like that. There's Michael and Jill, and then there's uh, another couple. I can't recall his name. Um, and then I think also I didn't anticipate that sometimes when a member or a wisdomer, as I like to say, sometimes when a wisdomer is just having a bad day and they just come and they open up a talk just because they want to share what's going on. And, you know, where sometimes people are sharing, perhaps in terms of navigating tricky situations with in-laws, um, sometimes friendship breakdowns, mm -hmm. uh, um, sometimes, you know, family situations. But the fact that people feel that this is a space where they can just come and start a talk, share if needs vent. Um, and, and then it's the fact that within a few minutes, there's there's somebody there who is uh, available, right? To, some, somebody pops up to, and then there's another lady, gosh, all, all, of, all of the names, um, and I know it begins with M, Ma, it's, it's gonna come to me. Um, oh, Emma, yeah, yeah. She does a lot of business talks and things like that, but she's, yeah, I call her the emoji girl. She's always got um, <laughs> emojis uh, when she's having fun. Uh, I can't remember her last name right now, but yeah. Emma. So then, um, and and then it's a, it's another lady. She has long dark hair. Um, I'll see. I, I may need to just come back and, and tweet some of the names because we've <laughs> no probably problem. give. They've probably had a top a top mentor uh, a, a top mentor feature. I know she has a daughter with autism. That much I remember about her. So maybe something will come to mind. And actually, just to give a a, a bit of a clue, because I know we we should leave some time to talk about. I mean, we can't say too much about the features that are coming. But let's just say, in a situation like we just had, if there's somebody in the audience who remembers the lady, you know, we, we are also thinking about how can they communicate this without, you know, coming into the, into the guest seat to, to say, um, you know, who the particular person is. Yeah. That's yes, Jessica, so Jessica Armstrong, I believe you're talking about. Ah, yes, it might, it might yeah. be her if, if she has, um, you know, if she has, if she does have um, long, long dark hair, it, it may have been her. I'll let her know that you shattered her out. <laughs> so. Yes, yes, please do. So I think those are, those are some of the the use cases I didn't anticipate, and and it's interesting because it's well reflected. So you know, some of you may well, some of you may or may not have um, noticed, and and I love it because we have you know, this is a uh, good news that you know we haven't shared yet. So breaking news, breaking I mean, news. Apple, breaking news. <laughs> Apple. I mean, Apple have been wonderful. This is about Apple and the App Store. Apple have been wonderful uh, to to Wisdom uh, recently. Yeah. And it's not just recently because we're new and these are all great signs and great signals. Uh, there's over 2 million apps in the Apple Store, if not more. I tell people there's over 2 million apps, there's 365 days in the year. So I've kind of been explaining to people that the wisdom math. being, yeah, wisdom <laughs> yeah, being app of the is day. Crazy. Yeah. Yes. I tell people that wisdom being app of the day, it's like getting a Grammy award or getting mm. an Oscar. 
let's think about how many movies are released and how many spots there are. Um, That's right. It's a, it's, it's a big, it's a big honor. And furthermore to that, we have, wisdom has now been placed in a number of uh, feature lists in the Apple store. So oh, wow. yes, which you may or may not be aware of sometimes where Apple, they, they cluster apps together like there's a cluster for, I don't know, great to do your taxes or great for doodling or great for journaling. So mm -hmm. what the app store does is they will, they will cluster together uh, a group of apps and in essence recommend them and endorse them. So we, as of the last few days, wisdom can now be found under apps from Entrepreneur Camp. So some of you, you know, may or may not be aware, Apple have a program, it only runs a couple of times a year, where they hand select founders who apply, and you get to spend a week with Apple and just learn and improve and, and things like that. So there is a list of apps from the Entrepreneur Camp, where you can find um, Wisdom is now listed. There is also a list called Celebrate Women Founders and Leaders, Apps by Women. And we can also find uh, Wisdom listed underneath that. They also have a featured list, which is Apps from Black Developers, where you can also find Wisdom next to, well, just below Shine. And Shine is an amazing app about calming anxiety and stress. And actually, in fact, under the Celebrate Wisdom leaders were there just at, um, next to Coffee Meets Bagel. And finally, um, the list, which I think I'm the most excited about, uh, the app store have a list called Listen Now. And those are apps that are great for listening. Oh, wow. And Wisdom is listed there, right below Clubhouse. Wow. See, I'm telling you, it's the community jumping up and down and making some noise. And yeah. Apple sees it. That's awesome. That's awesome. Congratulations for that. Oh, and then sorry, your... one other list as well. Ooh, take a mental break. Therapy and self-care resources, which I thought was interesting because that does, I think, tap back into the unexpected use cases uh, for for wisdom because as much as we you know we are about knowledge exchange you know yeah. I I do think that there is a positive mental benefit from these one-to-one -one audio connections that are removing the pressure of video and worrying about what we look like and we're also removing the labor of text. Um, I'm pretty texted out and typed out. I'm not sure how, <laughs> how I'm not sure yeah. how many other people can relate. Um, yeah. And I feel that sometimes with communication now, sometimes I think video is a bit too much, like in terms of the strain and the load. But then uh, sometimes text for me is not enough. But I think audio is just a great sweet spot in the middle where it's kind of, you know, it's lower effort, it can be hands-free. So you're resting your eyes, you're not staring at a screen and then we can read the emotion in what people are saying. How many times have we all misinterpreted a text? Oh yeah. Cause, <laughs> yeah, totally. cause you read, yeah, yeah, cause you read out the text in your yeah. head. I don't know whether, do I know see this? You know, when you read out a text in your head, but when you read it, you're actually applying your 
you're applying an emotion and a tone to the voice to understand what they meant. Right. That's why authors have so many revisions with an editorial uh, person because, or an editor, because there's so many ways things can be misunderstood and the voice uh, could be, you know, if you wrote it in different times of the week and things like that, the voice could be something that is not intended for the audience, but they're right. The audio inflections just clears up so much of that. And I hear a lot of people on here say that you can kind of tell uh, somebody's authenticity on here. Certain people I think have a sensitivity that they can kind of feel um, based on how somebody is talking about something, if they're if they're being authentic and being their true true self, you know. All right, we're speaking to Dio Akinrenati. She is the founder and CEO of Social Audio Incorporated, which has the Wisdom app, and uh, that is the app that we're recording this live on. We actually have like our own little studio audience down below us. Uh, <laughs> if you're inside the app, making all kinds of faces and sounds and things, but this is going to be distributed as a podcast. And the reason why I created this podcast is actually inspired by the wisdom app itself. I noticed on here that people really need to live deeper, balanced lives with their mind, body, and spirit. And I've found so many people attracted to some of the talks that I've had and I've thrown a whole lot out there. I've done a lot of different talks on the Wisdom app, um, probably about over 80, um, that are just all about different topics. So I've kind of gotten a barometer of what people want to think about and talk about. And I also know that for my own self, um, I've grown since I've been on here having these talks. It is sort of that byproduct that I've had personally by participating in talks as a guest and being a host. Um, it really uh, makes a big difference. So that's why I have this podcast called A Deeper Planet because I'm helping people to think deeper, love deeper, and live deeper in their everyday lives. So I'm very proud to be doing this on the Wisdom platform. Um, and one of the things that I wanted to throw to you um, as well, Di, is one of the quotes that I have for you is when I use wisdom, the outside world gets smaller and my inside world gets bigger. In other words, you start to think about your inside world, your mind and your spirit and your identity and things like that. And that's sort of this massive thing that happens by participating in this thing that's, you know, just amazing. It's a social audio platform, but it's, it's also in a way it's like, personal development therapy kind of thing. It's really amazing. I was wondering what your take was on that. Uh, I think, I think your feeling is very aligned to the sort of founding origins and the, the motivation for wisdom. So I think understanding that as humans today, existing in the digital world i think from the moment we wake up uh right right until we we go to bed we're just bombarded at least i find and i think possibly others too we're just bombarded with so much sensory overload and so many devices and and so much uh, just just so much a digital interaction and yeah, I think the idea behind wisdom, I think absolutely to your point, it is a chance to focus a bit more. You see that that's why the kind of the, the screen is dark. So it, mm, it's almost I just like that. being in a, not quite like a studio, but yeah. just 
but we're removing some of the, the, the sensory stimulation. Yes, I do like that. Dark mode. Yes. And All then the just time. focusing on two people. Uh, yeah, yeah, just just the two of us talking, um, which is how it feels. So more like a conversation. So yes, mm. I think that's very aligned. Yeah, it's really great. Now, I have a couple more questions for you before I uh, let you go for this. Um, one question I have for you is, what can't you wait for with this platform? What are you so excited about that you feel is coming, whether it's feature or it's just the outcomes uh, of these uh, larger audiences? Okay, amazing. So I think I'm I'm most excited. I mean, okay, the, the major milestone I'm most excited for is is the creator monetization it is us uh you know staying true to our mission of being dedicated and focused on the creator middle class so that's and i'm, I'm gonna throw you and i in the creator middle class i'm, I'm assuming mm. most of the most of the people kind yeah. of listening in because that is what i'm focused on with wisdom and and, and that's what we care about it's not necessarily about the the people with two million or uh, five five millions. Um, we're very much focused on the creator middle class. We're focused on creators who are perhaps creators as a byproduct of their their business, right? And and how they mm. earn a living. So, for example, if you are a, a life coach, it also makes sense for you today to be a creator because that's how you're putting mm -hmm. you know the the word out there now in terms of you know social social media and and, and marketing and and you know that and that is really our focus so yeah i'm i'm the most excited for um us enabling like our target segment to be able to monetize um their advice and us making that differentiation on on wisdom between, uh, you know, can I pick your brain? And maybe that's like a limited time in the hot seat versus a more formal paid like consultation. Do you have any kind of time frame, or have you released that publicly? Like when we'll start to see those kinds of monetization opportunities? So we we do not at the moment. Okay. But uh, but definitely, you know, I would say rest assured, it is being worked on, um, and you know, we'll, we'll absolutely keep you posted. And you know, and in in the intermediate time as well, uh, I know I mentioned uh, direct messaging earlier, right? That that's something that I think is going to be great for uh, community building, right? So that we can uh, help people to you know connect more uh not necessarily you know like connect more offline you know collaborate also we're also looking at uh a search function which is also within kind of the near pipeline and again that's very focused around the community connecting so where i hear people say i know i have a friend on wisdom and uh, i just want to be able to find them you know so so I can follow them. So, you know, th those two things and a few other things that we have in the works are really around this theme of how can we help the, the community uh, connect better. That sounds great. I'm looking forward to all those things and, and a lot of things as well. When, you know, I was thinking the other day that I think at some point an audience passed through of, 500 people could be very possible um, at the, one stage before the end of this year. 
because of the growth that's happening, I think that it's, it is possible to, to get that. I know we, we've had that before. However, I'm talking about with, like, within like an hour um, so that, you know, there will be a lot more, I think, attendees swiping through. So I think that's interesting. All right. My final question. This is for Dio, the personal philosopher. <laughs> um, I know that you're more of a tech-minded person, but I'm going to ask you this question. What kind of world do you think it can be when people have deeper conversations? Wow. I think, I think that would help us to move towards a more equitable world. If people are willing to have, um, and I'm going to say deeper conversations, but also not centering themselves mm -hmm. and setting self-interest aside and just listening. So I'm, I'm adding that. So not just deeper, but self-interest aside and, and, and listening. And I think, I think if, if we can do that, then yeah, we can move towards a more, uh, equitable world and of course you know that people also have to be willing to to give up the power and share share the privilege but yes those are my thoughts there i love it thank you very much dio i appreciate you coming on this podcast with me it's our first podcast and i i couldn't think of anybody better than to have you because it has been the inspiration to start this podcast so thank you very much for that thank you so much daryl <laughs>